Hey there, and welcome to the Agency Rockstars podcast. I'm Dana Lindahl, and I'm the founder of LegendaryLeadGen.com, where we help B2B companies become authorities in their industry, set more sales appointments, and convert those appointments into more sales. We also help other agencies sell our patent process on to their own clients. And we truly believe in the value of building and creating relationships, and in that being the main driver of new sales for agencies. So, Stick around to the end of the show. We're going to be revealing how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing agency podcasts on the planet. All right, let's get straight into it. All right, rock stars, welcome back to the show. Welcome back to this amazing conversational just time that I get to have with people. I'm so excited to have you here because I'm excited to be here because I welcome to the stage another rock star in this world today, uh, Paul Zelizer. Paul, first of all, welcome. Hello. Thanks so much for having me, Dan. And congratulations. You know, I know a little bit about what it takes to create a successful podcast and a community around it. You've done a fabulous job and congratulations. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. It's a, it takes a team for sure. I'm, I'm one small part. So, but I, but I enjoy my small part. It's good. Um, so I always like to introduce the human before like all the stuff about him. So, so Paul, that was my, my welcome, but as a human, as, as a beyond, I guess you're not, you're still a human, even if you are a, a, a consultant and everything else, but your professional stuff, you are uh, a, a business coach, business coach for social entrepreneurs. And I love that idea of social entrepreneurs. And you're also a podcast host yourself. You're a uh, founder of this awarepreneurs community. So there's a lot going on. So Paul, if you would tell listeners a little bit about how you got into what you do and also maybe by proxy of that, what a so, uh, social entrepreneur is. Yeah, absolutely, Dan. So um, before I was, I like to joke, I'm a social worker turned social entrepreneur. What the heck mm. does that mean? So I did I did 15 years of on the ground uh, social work. I was licensed as a community mental health provider. Basically, that license was interchangeable. Some of my jobs literally were social worker. Some of them were working. I was the innovative guy. We were doing restorative justice, if anybody knows what that means. You know, yeah. just like trying to make life better in and and less of the intergenerational patterns of like dad went to jail. So, you know, teen son has to go to jail or somebody had an addiction and, you know, that kind of like contracted, repeatable goes through the generations, really like what's the best solutions out there and out of the box. Paul had a license and he was willing to try stuff that many people who have a license, you know, like it wasn't just sit in an office and talk to people. We were doing a lot of community work and I was often the person interfacing with courts and schools and all that stuff. So I was that guy, the innovative guy who's trying to help people dealing with hard challenges. Did for 15 years and burned out. It's awesome work, but you don't get paid much as a social worker, yeah. especially in New Mexico, um, where I lived since 1993. And uh, I was like, there's got to be a way to help people that doesn't involve dealing with nonprofit salaries. I started running a nonprofit. It's a lot of work, not a lot of money. Um, and I didn't even have the word for social entrepreneurship. Nowadays, social entrepreneurship is the fastest growing major in college campuses around the world. Because young people are looking around and saying, boy, it's a bit of a mess out there and I want to help and I want to move the needle and make the world a better place. Yeah. But I don't want to be a broke social worker. Right. And so basically the idea of social entrepreneurship is how do we leverage this incredible engine and this one of the most powerful forces on the planet, business for good. So social entrepreneurship is just a fancy way to say business for good. 
Gotcha. It, it, I've, I don't know if I've heard the term, if I just like this came from somewhere, but compassionate capitalism sounds yes. like a thing. Yeah. Yeah. We've got it. Business isn't going to go away. You know, like humans are still going to need shirts and podcast mics and homes to live in and food yeah. to eat. How do we do that in a way that doesn't destroy our planet or at least doesn't do as much harm in, to the people and the communities that we care about as we're seeing in some instances now? There's got to be ways to do it. Smart people are finding innovations there, but we haven't always seen it go to the front of the line in terms of priority in business. And again, yeah. the younger you go in the age group, the more people are saying that's got to change. Yeah. I love that. I love the, the youth making such a difference, but also wanting to be successful. That's great. Um, So tell me a little bit then, Paul, about how you connect to the agency world then. Like you're, you're a consultant, you create a community, but, but don't run an agency. But as we were talking to, get to know each other, there's an interesting twist to the agency world. What's that? Yeah. So the way I do at scale in my own work is we have this membership. I, I do traditional one-on-one, you know, coaching and consulting and small groups. And I started this membership community. We have about 300 members from all over the world where we're teaching social entrepreneurs how to grow their business, et cetera. Agency world, what happened is about three and a half or four years ago, um, we started a podcast called Awarepreneurs, and that podcast has really taken off. We kind of caught this wave of uh, this dual wave of both podcasting, as you know, Dan. <laughs> Podcasting's yeah. gotten some traction. Much of 2020, you couldn't buy a podcast mic because you know early 2020, the first half, you couldn't buy a decent podcast mic because it was growing so quickly that literally everywhere on planet Earth, you know, it was like I would tell clients. If you go on a site and you see microphone A, B, C, or D, and it's there, buy it right away because you might not get it for another four months, right? Yeah. Um, and we caught this wave of social entrepreneurship. So we, you know, we really caught those dual, we were early to those intersections. And a lot of agency people are starting to say, oh, wow, I'm working with my clients around whatever my digital mark, their digital marketing strategy or SEO or whatever, creating, getting a content schedule going. Many people haven't really thought about podcasting in the way that maybe you and I have and the incredible power. I think podcasting is one of the most powerful tools on the planet. It's also one of the most fun forms of marketing. Um, But if you do it wisely, it can be the fastest way to grow a business on planet Earth. If you do it less skillfully, it can be the biggest waste of time on the planet. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of agency, you know, people and founders and stuff are saying, oh, wow, this podcasting thing. Can we talk about it? Can we have you in for a workshop? Can we collaborate? I don't want to start an agency. I got a 300 member community and a whole bunch of clients, like almost more than I can handle. But I'd be happy to come in with agency leaders and say, let's talk about how the medium, particularly of new media in general, right? How the idea of content and how the idea of new media can be leveraged with your existing goals with somebody who lives it. I get like 300 pitches a week for my podcast. I have a pretty good idea of what, (laughs) how you get on, you know, kind of punch above your weight class and help your clients punch above their weight class and get on those bigger podcasts where they're more likely to get better outcomes and let's help them do that. And you get to look like a rock star and I get to do like the, you know, just come in, do my part, talk about how we integrate it into your part and enhance your outcomes without having to start an agency because my plate's full and I don't have time for that. So that's how I'm working with agencies. Right on. And how did that connection happen for you? What was it about being this uh, business coach 
and, and, and social entrepreneurial world that you were like, you know what? Agencies and helping them with this new media. How did that work? You know, I just love people. I'm an, I'm an, I just love time. Why would I start? I, Dan, I do two episodes a week. That's not common, right? Like right. I love talking to smart humans doing good things. Cool. And increasingly there are agencies and marketing. I talked to one yesterday that are focusing on more business for good type businesses because that's exploding so quickly. Um, so I'm thinking of somebody who has an agency, they have 500 clients that they work with in various ways, and they were starting to gear up their own. The founder of that agency started to see results from doing his podcast guest strategy, but he didn't, he wasn't familiar with it enough that he felt like he could teach it with a great, he, he came on my podcast. We had a fabulous conversation. And at the end of that conversation, we started talking and he want, he's like, you know, this is having incredible results in our business and we're getting clients in our agency, but I'm not quite ready to teach it at the level of granularity because I'm still pretty new to it. Right. And we talked about it. And so great. Let's partner on that. Like I said, I get 300 pitches a week. I have some idea. I, I do both sides of the mic here. I am a guest. I have a, you know, I'm a host. I can help you rock that. And it'll, we'll do it in such a way that'll enhance the goals that, of what you're already working on and your clients will have fun. So it just kind of came as a natural outgrowth of having a membership community and more specifically having a podcast that's very well known in our space. And it sounds like maybe part of it too, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but just being open to conversations, uh, being innovative, as you said, you were as a social worker with restorative justice, et cetera. So the innovation, the willingness to do, try new things and partner and just build a better world around us. So I love that, Paul. And and part of the research about podcast listeners, and I would say maybe this is actually part of the research, part of why I love it so much. The research says that podcast listeners are in general, more open to innovation and new ideas. They're younger their higher levels of leadership and pay attention, rock star agency people, they make more money, not a little bit more money, but a lot more money. Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah. But yeah, so I'm very interested in both innovation and research. But um, yeah, I just like hang out with people and people say, Paul, can we do this? And suddenly I'm like, oh, that sounds awesome. That sounds fun. You like get the people, I get to do the work, you'll implement it. Great, right? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, so. So let's let's get into one of my favorite parts about podcasts are stories. I love to hear stories and hear, and that's why I love like just like you, Paul. I love people and talking and, and listening. Um, so I want I want a story. Can you give me a favorite story that highlights a specific way how you help and serve those clients that you work with? Yeah. So I'm thinking of yesterday. I was working with somebody. I was working with a group. And coming in in this similar to the role I was describing, and we were talking about somebody who was feeling really just uh, everything that they were doing in marketing felt like pushing a very large boulder up hills. And they were doing it because they should. Mm. It was not fun. They weren't getting much results. They weren't. It wasn't moving the needle on their goals. And they were being told they needed to do more of the stuff they hated. <laughs> mm. Mm. In, in this case, it was SEO related, right? Mm. And I was like, okay, I hear you. Do you like to talk to people? Are you passionate about your business? Yes, I love my, you know, all the good things, right? And so we started talking about how by having a regular guesting, they didn't have to start a podcast, right? But if they guested, these folks in this group would guest regularly to 
very specific podcasts that were in their space, right? You you created this audience, Dan. I don't know what your downloads per episode are, but I can show people how to get a pretty good, There's we were talking about it before you turn on uh, the, the recording, we were talking about Listen Notes, which is the yeah. world's first podcast specific search engine. And if you have a podcast that's been verified, if you're a podcaster, go do it. It doesn't cost anything. Listen Notes will start to put two data points right on your page. And one of them is your listen score. And the other one is where you are percentile. Awarepreneurs is a top 1.5 percentile podcast, right? That means we're probably getting a few, if you see a top 1.5 percent podcast in your space, that's probably a good investment of your time. <laughs> right, <laughs> Let's right. just say that in terms of the number of downloads. You, you find podcasts using listen notes. We, um, you get on one that feels, you pitch them skillfully. We talked about what that is. And then either they might do transcripts or show notes or ask them for the MP3, right? Mm-hmm. And we talked about another, now there's AI, artificial intelligence. There's a wonderful AI service called otter.ai, which will take for like nothing, like $13 a month gives you 6,000 minutes of transcriptions. You put in the MP3, clean it up just a little bit, spend four or five minutes, and suddenly you have like 18 pages of written out content that's created in a really relational way. And you yeah. suddenly can have things in a written form that SEO loves around topics that you're passionate about. And if the guest, I'm sorry, if the host of the podcast isn't already doing transcriptions, you can ask for the MP3. I'm personally totally fine. Sure. You want the MP3, the raw <laughs> MP3? Fine. It takes me three seconds to send it to you. Right. Put it in Otter. Boom. You've got pages and pages and pages for, for this 20 minutes that we spend together. I might get eight pages of notes, transcript and with no time whatsoever. Yeah. And I can use that. So simple things like that, teaching them how they can use a medium that's way more fun than writing an eight page blog post. <laughs> amen. Amen. And I'm a writer, but I, amen. <laughs> I used to do long form blog posts. That was my original content strategy. Google yeah. back in the day when I started in 2008, 2009 was giving quite a bit of algorithmic benefits to people who did long form blog posts. So I know, and I got good at it, but was it fun spending 13 hours on a 10,000 word blog post? It right. wasn't much fun, Dan. It's way more fun talking to you, honestly. Yeah, I'm glad I'm I'm glad I'm more fun than that. At least the bar is so low, but I'll take it. Um, so what? So then, how? Like how? How? How much of a mind blowing instant is that? Like when that business owner looks at you and goes, "Wait, what?" Like what's their I can reaction? talk to people and it'll yeah. make me money. I just hang out and talk to people what I'm already passionate about and that's going to make me money. Yeah. Boom, you watch their heads explode, Dan. Yeah. And I talk to the agency people and I'm like, wait, you can help my clients have fun and they'll actually do the thing that'll move the needle on our goals for SEO or yeah. whatever, you know, uh, regular content. Their mind blows, right? Yeah. So you know, that's what I said. It's super fun because I get to come in and we do basically like a workshop for their clients. Doesn't matter if it's five or 5,000, we can come in and do it at scale because there's some basic skills. Here's listen notes. Here's like, go look at iTunes and see how many reviews it has. And that might give you some cues, right? Here's like yeah. four or five data points. Here's how you find them. Here's how you pitch them. Let's get you building that muscle. You don't have to start at the top of the rung, but let's get you finding like some podcasts that feel like a good entry point and build up from there. And once you get in the rhythm and you say, you know, you may just like anything else in marketing or building a business, doing business development, make a calendar. I'm going to do this 
twice a month or twice a week, whatever your goals are. Here's how we're going to tie it into the other parts of it. Boom, boom, boom. Thank you very much. Paul goes on his way and the folks just take that and weave, you know, the agency folks take that with their clients. Again, it doesn't matter if it's five or 5,000, they can weave it in using the tools and then they can email me and say, hey, we're trying to figure out this nuance in this situation yeah. or whatever. So that's how it and it's, and it's amazing how, you know, and as I've been working in the podcast world for several years now on all different facets of it from like a, a booking agency type thing to my own shows to all this other stuff, freelancing now, whatever. But it's amazing to me how people will say, well, I want to get on Joe Rogan or I want to get on uh, Lewis Howes. I want to get on Tim Ferriss. And it's like, hold on a minute. Hold on. <laughs> yes, those are amazing shows and they're huge. I mean, maybe you're, depending on your style is amazing or not, but like 6 million downloads, whatever is great. But here's it's the awesome. thing. But if I can put you in a room with 150 super engaged, you know, and again, you, you broke down Paul, all the, the demographics, they're young, they're pr professionals, they're typically in leadership, they make money and they're listening to a show that they're very interested in yes. 150 people that are your ideal client. Exactly. How much is that worth to you? Like, yeah, that that's what I always say. Okay. If you're not sure why you might want to get excited about podcasting listeners, think about this for a second. Imagine I said to you there, I I've got a, I've got an opportunity for you. Somebody else will put a thousand people in a room. It's not hard to find a podcast that gets, you know, they're out there. I'll help you figure out how to find a thousand people in a room. They'll do all the logistics. They'll get them there. They'll take care of all the registration, right? Pre-COVID imagine, right? Thousand yeah. <laughs> people doing a keynote. You won't get paid, but you get 43 minutes to talk about a topic that you really, the average podcast episode is 43 minutes long actually 42 minutes and 43 seconds. Nice. Let's call it 43. <laughs> so, you know, we will get a thousand people in the room. They love, they're raving fans of what your top, what your business is all about. They want to hear what you have to say. They're, yeah, they're young, they're smart. They make more money, they're leaders. And um, you can pitch whatever you want, as long as you do it skillfully as part of that process. Um, would you do it? I can't pay you, but a thousand people and they're super raving fans. Now, if you get on a stage of people who are raving fans about your topic and you can't convert at least one of them into a paying client, then we <laughs> got to talk about what you're doing on the stage, right? right? There's nothing wrong with that stage with a thousand people. Right. There's something wrong with the way you're showing up on that stage. And to find a podcast with a thousand people or even 10,000 downloads, six million is hard. A thousand or 10,000 is not hard. And would you do that? Would you say, who wouldn't say yes to that? And you can right. do that every week or twice a week for the rest of the time you're in business. It's fun. It's effective. Why wouldn't you do that? I don't know. Maybe there's some better thing than that, but I don't know it. And I've been in this space for 14, uh, 13 years. Yeah. Um, so what, what in our industry are you seeing as the biggest pain points for those clients other than not doing what they, I mean, doing what they don't want to do? <laughs> What's <laughs> That's a big one. Um, so sometimes there's a disconnect between the recommendations they're getting for agencies, especially my client, my my ideal client, which is that more mm, values-based or impact-focused type entrepreneur. It's not just about selling more stuff. It is about making more money, but there's some, I call it your impact and income goals. Yeah. And some of their pain point that they, they work with agencies where they they miss the impact part. And people mm. feel pushed into just sell, sell, sell in the income part, which my clients do want, but they value those things equally. Yeah. And some, there's one of their biggest pain points is to find marketing strategies that uh, they also tend to have more complex brands. It's not just like a, I don't know, uh, but it's not just a widget. It's not just a t-shirt. Everybody knows what a t-shirt is. 
the kinds of clients that I tend to work with, there's nuances of how that t-shirt is produced and where they get the dyes and where the cotton comes from and trying to like squeeze that into a 13 word uh, meme for Instagram is like really hard. Yeah. A 43 minute, you know, deep dive pot or even a 20 minute, it just gives them more space, but they they oftentimes feel like they're ability to tell the story of their business is truncated and they're really, they, they don't want that. They want that space. They want that ability to go into the nuance because it's part of what sets them apart. And the attention economy, as Seth Godin calls it, or really an attention deficit economy yeah. <laughs> for my, my type of clients and the kind of agencies I work with, it's just really hard. And then, so telling our story is not easy and doing it in a fashion that, that reaches people. And so that's where you get into this podcast. And I, I love that. Yeah. Very good. Paul, if, um, I got one more question just a minute here, but I want to make sure, uh, as you said, really skillfully pitch, right? I want to make sure people connect with you. Um, where is the best way to connect with the man, the myth, the legend, the rock star, Paul, Paul Zelizer? Uh, go check out our podcast, awarepreneurs.com. Yeah. And we also have a community of 300 awesome people who are talking about impact and income all the time. And Zelizer is a, is a, a unique name. So you can find Paul on LinkedIn. Not that hard to do. So there you go. <laughs> Paul right. Z will get you pretty much anywhere in the world. And you start to see my name pop up if uh, we at all have any intersections in our right. interests. Yeah. So Paul, um, <clears throat> rock stars are, you know, rock and roll is anti culture, right? It's counterculture, not anti-culture, it's counterculture. Um, so I think of counterculture, counterintuitive kind of thing. So think about this. Is there anything that you've learned over the years or advice that you've heard or even given that seems counterintuitive at first, but has this major impact uh, once you embrace it? Um, yeah. Stop selling and start helping. Hmm. In our space, what we see is that the people who push hard to sell, they're they feel people can tell um, um, try this on for, for, for uh, a second listeners and Dan yourself. Imagine somebody's relating to you as if the primary thing they want are the dollars in your wallet and you right. can feel, we know it, right? All I care about is wallets are, are attached to humans. Dan is a human. He probably has a wallet and I'm trying <laughs> to figure out the fastest way to get him to take out his credit card or if he has cash. Does anybody even use cash anymore? I don't know. But if he has cash, <laughs> that's, that's my goal. Yeah. When we're relating in that way, which much of marketing and much of sales has, unfortunately, kind of, we've all had those experiences. Mm -hmm. When you stop relating and you start thinking about helping and serving, right? Hey, Dan's a human being. There's places in his life he's probably rocking it. And there's probably some things in his life, professionally or personally, depending on their product and service, that he wants, you know, he'd like to have things be a little bit different than they are. And here, Dan, let's talk about that, Dan, and let's see how, you know, what I know might be able to help. And sometimes I say this to people all the time. Sometimes I can't help you. My job is to get you to the person who can't, right? Yeah. Some listening to serve instead of the sell. I like that. That's awesome. And yes. then you sell more. That's the counterculture thing. You sell more when you right? serve than when you try to sell, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just help more. That's a big thing. How more be kind. Uh, Paul Zelizer, thank you so much for being a part of Agency Rockstars. Uh, listeners, go check out Paul's stuff. Paul, it's been a pleasure, my friend. Thank you so much for having me, Dan. I appreciate it. 
Thanks for listening to the Agency Rockstars podcast. If you're an agency owner who would like to appear in this podcast, please visit legendaryleadgen.com slash podcast slash apply. Also, if you found this episode valuable, I would really appreciate you sharing it on social media. Even just a quick screenshot of the episode showing on your phone shared to social media would be great. If you truly enjoyed the episode, we'd also really love a rating in your favorite podcast player. Please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button so you won't miss any of our upcoming episodes. Thanks again for listening. I'm Dana Lindahl, and if you want to connect, you can find me on LinkedIn. You can also find more information about everything we're currently doing at legendaryleadgen.com. Thanks for listening, and hope to hear from you soon.